welcome to a special update episode of My Immune System Hates Me. If you haven't already listened to episode two on fibromyalgia, then I recommend you go back and listen to it because today we've got a mom update. As you know, my mom has been dealing with fibromyalgia for 26 years, but hasn't ever been properly treated for it. Well, she recently got a few basic blood tests and had a virtual appointment with a rheumatologist to figure out the next steps. Now, you'll hear my mom talk about Elaine a lot. Elaine is my mom's chiropractor who she's been seeing for many years. So when she mentions Elaine, she's talking about her chiropractor. And now, on to the update. So, you finally had your rheumatologist appointment mm-hmm. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, you had to go get some blood tests and stuff. But yeah. it was just like a, a blanket blood panel, right? Yeah, they did give me like information on how to access it myself. I haven't yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, like hepatitis, ABC. So she said everything looks pretty good. Now she's given me a rec for ANA. Mm -hmm. So that's that test shows um, signs of lupus. And also, I think RA. So that's that one's a marker. If you test negative for it, it doesn't exclude mm. like rheumatoid arthritis and other things. But I think if you test positive, it's a little more confirmation that like you could have lupus or rheumatoid arthritis okay. and probably some she others. She really gave me nothing. And yet she was saying things like, do you find when your fingers get cold, right? Right. Them. Oh, yes, right. yes, yes. So I explained how my whole skin as an organ reacts to cold air now, not just the fingers. And she didn't really give, again, there was no feedback from her. And then she asked about, do you ever get like ulcers in your mouth? Right? Which my tongue, the last couple of years, on the underside of my tongue, I get these massive like what do you call them? Canker sores or whatever. Yeah. And uh, gosh, I mean, touch wood. I haven't had, come to think of it, I haven't had one for about six months, but I went literally a year constantly with it. Just ugh, my tongue hurts so bad. And the, another one is ENA. And then of course, immunoglobulins. Oh, okay. And ESR. Yep. I get those every time. What is it? I don't know. Let me, um, let's Google it. ESR blood test. It's an erythrocyte sedimentation rate. It is a type of blood test that measures how quickly red blood cells settle at the bottom of a test tube. Normally they settle relatively slowly. A faster than normal rate may indicate inflammation of the body. Okay. So an ESR will, will measure your inflammation rate. Mm. And another one is anti-TTG. Okay. Let's see. (laughs) Anti-TTG. Anti-transglutaminous antibody. It's a test to use, use to see if you have celiac disease. Okay. Oh yeah, that's what it says. I G capital I little G and then capital A for celiac disease. Mm, yes, yes. I don't have celiac disease. I'm good right. with gluten. But I mean, um, hey, at least she's going through and, and checking. Mm-hmm. And then baseline cardiovascular risk assessment or follow up. 
Okay. Lipid profile, total HDL and LDL cholesterol, triglyceride fasting. She said my liver enzymes were a little raised. And that can be a lot of things. It could be because I like my wine. Mm. Yeah. So that's it. Nothing really. Yeah. But I thought you said she was testing you for Sjogren's. Well, yeah, but I don't know if one of these tests is, is involved with that. She didn't think it was that likely. Right. I, I feel like I was also tested for it, but there was a, yeah, there's like an anti-SSB test. Oh, I guess the ANA also proves that. Could be. Yeah. 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 So okay. I don't know. As I said, she gave me absolutely nothing. Yeah. So you um, had what, like a 40 minute appointment with her? What, what happened in that? Yeah. And then she got me to um, squeeze parts of my body. Like, what do you mean? Like, hands, grab your arm, grab your feet to cross the top of my right. I I don't know. My rheumatologist squeezes my hand and squeezes my arm. So I wonder if that's because it's a virtual appointment. You had to assess yourself. Well, and I not for a second do I think I have AR though, right? All right. All right. (laughs) Can you just walk me through what happened in your appointment? She basically went over your blood results, and they all look good. And then she asked you some questions like about- I think the- she, she asked me the questions before we went through the blood stuff. Mm-hmm. So she basically asked, you know, why I'm calling them now. And I explained about you and that you were really, you know, because of the fact that I haven't spoken to a single doctor about it in like 26 years, it was time to figure it out because 26 years ago, there wasn't a blood test for fibromyalgia, right? It was strictly a physical exam and going over symptoms and stuff. And of course, because my doctor didn't even acknowledge that diagnosis for anybody, it was just all self-help since then and, and stuff. Yeah, so she just basically asked me questions and it seemed to me it was really hard to explain. I wish you were there watching it with me because I'm trying to remember. She she didn't seem, yeah, she didn't give me any feedback on what she thinks or any possibilities or anything. It was just kind of like, well, you need to exercise. And I'm like, I've been exercising for 25 years. Yeah. It's just... Yeah because of my ankle injury. So she seemed to think, oh, that's what it was. The hypermobile joints Mm. seems to, you know, think that I have hypermobile joints and that's what's kind of causing the issues. Didn't say, even when I told her that, you know, Elaine felt I I have Ehlers, whatever it's Ehlers-Danlos. Yeah. And uh, again, she didn't give me much feedback on that because I can pick up my skin. And there's just so many things. I've got these lumps all over my shins and my forearms. And that's one of the skin lumps or they're under the skin. No, they're under the skin. I can move them all up and down. You can see them all up and down my shins. I'll show you. And then I have growth, lumpy growth. But that runs in our family where we Uh, get like cysts and things. Did you show that to her? uh, no, I didn't. My doctor has seen it and he's seen my other ones and it's nothing. I just wonder though, if like, that's a symptom that she might be like, oh, that plus that equals this. But well, that's why we need to have a physical. Yeah. And she said that she'll, you know, she will see me in person sometime. Okay. May as well eliminate other things, right? She just kind of seemed to dismiss what Elaine had said. Hmm. If you look up the Ellers, what do you call it? 
Ehlers Danlos. Some yeah. things are like, nah, I don't have that. But with any disease, not every there's different levels. Right. right. I, I think that's kind of the tough, one of the tougher part about diagnosing autoimmune diseases yep. is that they show up differently in everybody. Some people with celiac might vomit as soon as they eat gluten. Some people might have diarrhea. Some people might have constipation. Yeah. So like yeah. it, it affects everyone differently. Yeah. So like, yeah, you can look at the list yeah. of symptoms and be like, oh, but I only have three of those. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's excluded. I know. And like 25 years ago, when I found this book on fibromyalgia, and myofascial pain syndrome. And that's, in all honesty, that's what Elaine said to me many, many years ago. She knew just by touching me what my issues are, right? And when I told her this struggle with being diagnosed with fibromyalgia and getting people to even acknowledge it and understand it and not feel like, oh, that's just what they call things they don't know. She said she would probably, if asked to diagnose, she would probably say myofascial pain syndrome. Mm-hmm. At least that's accepted, so to speak. So we'll see. Again, I've lived this long, hun, you know, 26 years. It's not going to, time isn't going to kill me. At least the ball's rolling now. Yeah. And I think like if these tests come back and you're negative, that just means cool. there's more tests to be done. Yeah. I, I obviously understand the frustration with like, again, it's just another mm-hmm. case of a doctor dismissing all your pain and all your, yeah. all the stuff that you're dealing with. And that is so frustrating. It is. So I hope that was maybe just her first appointment or maybe she's just like, has a certain, I don't know, hopefully. I hopefully don't know either. either. It's hard doing it over the computer too. That's you know? true. Why aren't they doing it in person? Well, the funny thing is I have a dermatologist appointment next week and that's in person. Hmm. Is so your may- follow-up after the blood tests also going to be? Likely. I don't know. I haven't heard. Hmm. She didn't say okay. anything. She just, and she did send me a little leaflet by email on shoulder exercises. Great. I mean, hey, at least she was like, hey, that's something that I can send you now without a blood test. But you don't think I've been through that with physiotherapy and with Elaine. And and she even has acknowledged I'm hypermobile. And the funny thing is that that is the term I've always been told And yet my understanding was it wasn't really even an acceptable term. And yet that's what she used as well. She said to me, were you ever, were you ever double jointed as a child? And no, they just won't stay in place. I can't make them do things. And like, I I understand being double jointed or being hypermobile, but I don't see how that would tie into all the other problems that you have, like your Raynaud's and your IBS and all that. I call it fibromyalgia. Exactly, which is why I'm like, okay, lady, hypermobile joint might be a symptom of something else. So people. Well, that's just it. I've been diagnosed with keratoconjunctivitis sicca, and I get my eye exams for free now because Mm. I have clinical dry eyes, not just oh they're irritated or whatever, right? So there's so much, and I remember that it explained why I was. Do you remember me crunching ice? Mm -hmm. It's because I have dry mouth. Mm-hmm. But once I started exercising, like the rheumatologist told me, and I started bringing a bottle of water to the gym with me, just for on the treadmill and everything, holy crap, the more I drank, the more I needed to drink. And ever since then, I've got a glass of water in my left hand, glass, maybe a glass of wine in my right, but I've have never had the urge to crunch ice again. Now that I'm in injuries of an issue, 
Mm-hmm. And that are preventing me from, you know, my pain management was always exercise right. and, and weightlifting. I'm 55 and you know what? Quality of life has to count for something. Yeah. It's just pretty miserable, but you get used to it. It's, it's a stupid, stupid thing to say you get used to it. But my generation and my mom's generation was, oh, well, you just deal with what you're dealt, Right. And my generation is like, I don't want to live with it. Or there's a pill for that. <laughs> and there is. So take that pill. <laughs> but there's not always. That's the no. trouble. Because with people like me, one pill can make this worse. And so you have to take another pill to make that worse. But then it affects this, right? Mm-hmm. So and that's the problem. My, one of my physiotherapists said, I need to be on a long-term anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Well, doctors don't seem interested. And when they did put me on a heavy, you know, heavy duty enough one, my stomach couldn't take it. I'm sorry, doctors these days just aren't that willing to continue and investigate. If they're not willing to, you have to be like, hey, look, I'm not, I'm not okay with this. Because I know with RA, there's tons of different medication options. And usually they stop working at a certain point. So I've heard of tons of people that take one medication for six years and it's great. And then it stops working. So I have to switch to another one. They'll load you up. They'll take some of this and some of this. I think that's like part of it is like, yeah, you're not going to have one medication for the rest of your life. It's going to be a constant going in and taking tests and figuring out what's going to work at that time. And it sucks. But at least for me personally, the alternative of being in yeah. pain and swollen and immobile is worse. So like, I'd rather go yeah. and take the blood tests and like, eventually I'm going to have to get infusions well, and injections. Part of the, your problem is what you do for a living, mm-hmm. right? Right. You mm-hmm. need to be mobile. You need to have mobile joints and everything. Mm-hmm. So yes, you need to do what you need to do for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me, not so much. Yeah. But again, yeah. But I do, I would like to have a better quality of life. So hopefully you'll get some blood tests back, whether you're positive or negative, it'll answer some questions and hopefully your next appointment, you won't feel as disappointed or deflated afterwards. You'll, you know, hopefully she kind of listens to you more and I don't know, has, has more of an opinion on things. What's CTD? I wonder if that's some sort of connective tissue disorder, CTD. Yes, you're right. You're right. So She might be thinking some things and, and well, maybe doesn't want I to mean. freak you out that's or something. What I mean. The fact that she asked me all about these things and I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But she never gave anything. Well, and- I know. I know when I talked to my rheumatologist, she had like, you know, a questionnaire that she was filling out. So I don't know if, if just by asking them, it means anything, but certainly I'm sure she's looking at all your answers and trying to put things together. I yeah. bet she just doesn't want to either stress you out True. or, you know, or get you excited. Like, oh, this is what I have. And then it turns yeah, out to be yeah, something yeah. different. No, so I, maybe I, she's I, trying I, to like play it aloof. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's a good thing, Chels, because yeah. I have not spoke to anyone in so many decades. And yeah, no, it's an important first step. I feel like now you have a doctor that is like someone who's going to, you know, investigate yeah. this for you. And I think that's really I big. Because remember, even after my hysterectomy, I end up tearing my transabdominal. Well, that's because you didn't follow the instructions. Well, it's because, I, well, yeah, because I, I, I can't. No, don't, don't job. say, yeah, but. Yeah. You were told to stay, to stay immobile. I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah. No, I think but this I am is a really, good. but I am a really bad healer. 
Yeah, you're bad so, because you don't listen to instructions. Well, it's all good. It's a beginning. Yeah, I think I think this is good. We'll we'll keep uh, checking in and seeing how how this is yeah. going with you. Sounds good. All right, honey. Love yeah. you. Love you too. Have Talk a good night. Soon. Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Make sure you rate and subscribe to My Immune System Hates Me and follow at My Immune System Pod on Instagram for episode updates. You can also email myimmunesystempod at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch or be a guest. See you next time.